You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrds.nl. And now, let's get into the podcast. So, good morning, everybody. Great to have all the children. Good morning, children. How did you like the family service so far? Yeah? That's good, huh? And now I'm here. Right. I, I'm going to speak the, to the parents a little bit. But before I do, um, if there's one thing I want you to remember, children, today, is you are allowed to ask the big questions, all right? Um, Jesus is not afraid of your questions. Jesus is not afraid of your doubts. If you look at the story of Thomas, you see that Jesus says, come closer, have a look at me, investigate, see what I said, read your Bible, pray to me, see, see what I said, see what I did, see how I treated people, see what I found important, investigate, pray, question, it's okay. I promise if you do, you will find me. So ask the best questions, all right? Then um, now I'm going to talk get a little bit boring so we brought coloring books and uh, you can get them at the exit here i think many of you already have them so you can keep yourself busy i even saw some adults taking them so <laughs> i think you were afraid of what was going to happen all right so in the last few weeks even months we've been looking at the story of john at, at the gospel of john and it's such a beautiful rich book and and Pastor Paul did such an incredible job of digging out all the treasure that was in there. And uh, it was a very, very good few weeks. And then two weeks ago, we had Easter, and we celebrated that Jesus is risen, and the, em- the grave is empty, that he's conquered death, that he is alive. And J.D. did a wonderful job looking at the story of Thomas, actually. <laughs> you can imagine my, uh, my surprise as I came here on, on, on Easter, because we st- started preparing this sermon already, uh, already, is it still working? Yeah, already weeks ago. And so I come here on Sunday, uh, on, on, on Easter, and I see, oh no, it's about Thomas. But actually, when I listen to him, it's going to work out really well. Because if you look at the story of John, uh, at the book of John, you see, you know, one part is that John is trying to convince us that Jesus is God. And J.D. took a deep, good look, hard, hard look at that on Easter morning. And, and he's really convincing, saying, hey, this makes sense to believe this. So if you want to have, so, so I can skip that whole part. Jesus is God. If you want to be convinced, go back to that sermon, all right? Now, the other thing John is trying to do is... Uh, he wrote that book so that we would believe. So let's have a good look at that today. John wrote this gospel that we might believe, that we would put our trust in Jesus, that we would find healing, that we would find life, that we find transformation, that we find purpose, that we can let go of our fears, we can let go of our worries, and that Jesus will give peace. So let's take a closer look at that. Let's read the story together. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and I put my fingers where the nails were, put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came, stood among them and said, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here. See my hands, reach out your hand, put it in my side. Stop doubting, believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. So let's go back to that first week where Jesus, well, actually 40 days after, in the 40 days after Easter, Jesus appeared to his disciples regularly. And so let's go back to that first week, actually that first day. <laughs> Mary ran to the tomb. Um, so while she was at the tomb, she saw that the stone was rolled away. She got a scare. She ran to the disciples, told them, John, Peter, they ran to the tomb, inspected the tomb, saw that Jesus wasn't there, but the grave clothes were there, nicely folded. And it says, John believed. After he inspected the tomb, after he inspected the grave clothes, he believed. Hadn't seen Jesus yet. John and Peter go away. Mary is left behind. And she's actually the first one to meet the risen Jesus. And, and Jesus says, go and tell the disciples. So very interesting. The first person to actually encounter the risen Jesus is told, go and tell. So she goes. She, she runs off. Goes to the disciples and they meet that evening in a room, locked doors because they're still fearful because they think they might be next, that the authorities will go after them. And, and they discuss what they've seen, what they've experienced, uh, everything that has happened. And it's a confusing time. The leader has been killed. The, um, the tomb was empty. And then there's this one person among them that says, I've actually seen the Lord. It's confusing. Then Jesus shows up, very unannounced. He just, through the closed door, he's there. Saying, peace be with you. In other words, don't worry, don't fear. I've come to bring peace. And they're overjoyed. And then Jesus breathes on them, and they receive the Holy Spirit, and he sends them off. Again, go and tell. All right? Go and tell. So who's the first person you go to? Well, of course, to Thomas, their friend who's been with them all that time that they were together with Jesus. That would be the first person that would believe, right? That would be the first person that would be overjoyed to hear that Jesus is still alive, that Jesus is risen. And they go to him and they tell him. And then Thomas says, nope, I'm not going to believe you. I need to see for myself. If I can't see it, if I can't feel it, I'm not going to believe. And that must have been so discouraging for the disciples. I mean, the one person they were sure that was going to believe. Thomas, it's us. You know us. We're not going to lie to you. Come on, believe. But no. Does that sound familiar? People very close to you that know you're not a weirdo and still they don't believe what you believe. Yeah. 
So the mission is off to a bad start. But what I find so beautiful is they, they keep him in community. He belongs to them, even if he doesn't believe yet. He's in that community, belongs to them. And then the week after, they meet again. And that story shows so many parallels with the first story. It's the first day of the week again. The doors are locked. Jesus shows up, says, peace be with you. Very many parallels. And then he shows up in community. And then he turns to, to Thomas personally. I mean, he could have gone to Thomas after he was there the first time, right? He saw that Thomas wasn't there. He said, don't worry, guys. I'll go to him. I'll tell him. Uh, I'm not sure why he's not here. But no, he, he waits for them to be in community again. And then he shows up and then he addresses Thomas. And the surprising thing is he already knows that Thomas is doubting and has questions. He wasn't there when the disciples talked to Thomas. And yet he knows. And he seems to invite it. Invite his questions, invite his, his, his doubts. He says, you want to investigate me? Here I am. Come closer. S look at me. Come even closer. Feel me. Stop doubting. Believe. You see, Jesus knows our doubts and he knows our questions. And he wants us to come closer and investigate. To see for ourselves He's not put off by our doubts. He's not put off by our questions. He's not threatened by them. He offers himself. Say, look, look, investigate, come, feel, come, see, and believe. You see, when I first came to Crossroads, that's what attracted me to Crossroads. I came from a church tradition where how I experienced it, I was very much told what to believe, and, and I was not allowed to ask questions. That was kind of frowned upon. I was discouraged. Um, statements of faith were passed on to the next generation through confirmation classes. We were told what the church believed and therefore what we should believe. There was no place for doubts, no place for asking questions. And it's what pushed me away from church. It's, it stopped me for a while going to church. Almost robbed me of the opportunity to meet Jesus. Believing seemed to be about conforming to a set of belief statements. And then I came to Crossroads and I was encouraged to ask questions. Encouraged to, to look around, to investigate. I was allowed to doubt. And for me it was so freeing. They even told me from stage, hey, talk to anybody in this church. Ask them about their faith journey. Ask them about their walk with Christ. Like Jesus was inviting Thomas to come closer and look at him and investigate, I was told, come closer, investigate, ask your questions. And in the doubting and in the asking questions and in the investigating, I encountered Jesus. Jesus became real to me. I still had questions. I still didn't have all the answers. But I developed a deep love for Jesus. And like Thomas who, you know, very specifically specified what proof he needed before he would believe. After he met Jesus, he didn't need all that proof. He didn't need to feel. The seeing was enough. So also, I still had questions. But and not all my questions were answered, but it was enough for me to say, my Lord and my God. And God put, and, and, and I put me on a path toward Jesus. 
Now, it's still hard. It's hard to explain. I have questions, but I developed a deep trust that with Jesus, there are answers. Jesus is not threatened by my questions. He's not threatened by my doubts. He invites me to take a closer look. Now, maybe you are here today, and, and you're not sure yet. Maybe you think you need to hide your questions. You need to hide your doubt, because people are going to think you're not a Christian. Please know that you are welcome. Please know that it's fine to have doubts and questions, and Jesus is not surprised by them. Jesus already knows them like he already knew Thomas's doubts. Jesus knows your doubts. He knows your questions. He says, come closer. Have a look. Feel. Come and investigate. And that's a, a value we hold highly here in Crossroads. We want to be open for people to, to come and investigate, to hang out with us, to belong, and still have questions. And we want to give you all the time you need. We want to come alongside you. That's why we offer courses like the Alpha course, where we explain what we believe, and you can ask all your questions. In all our meetings, we want to be open and inviting and say, you're welcome here. We're not going to laugh at you. We're not going to shut you down when you ask questions. Together, we want to come closer to Jesus and want to investigate. Because some questions really are hard and some are really complex. And some need a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight. And together, we're going to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, how does this work? You see, following Jesus is not about a neat set of rules and regulations and faith statements. It's about a person. It's about Jesus, the risen Jesus. And John tried to convince us that this Jesus is God. God who walked this earth to take our sins so we can live. Now when Thomas had investigated and he had seen Jesus, he said, my Lord and my God, he recognized him as God. But he also recognized him as Lord, as his master. He was basically saying, you have authority over my life. After discovering who Jesus is, he says, my life is yours. What does that mean? Well, the first meeting where John, uh, 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 Thomas wasn't at, um, Jesus said, I'm sending you as the Father is sending me. What does that mean? Well, if you want to know that, we need to take a good, close look at Jesus, God on earth. We need to look at his life. We need to look at how, who he interacted with. We need to look at how he treated people, who he agreed with, who he disagreed with, how he loved people, how he lived, what he did. Keep investigating even after you believe. Because when we look at Jesus, we discover God's heart. If we want to know God's heart, we need to look at Jesus, God on earth, and how he interacted with the people around him. Now, we saw Jesus being patient with Thomas, inviting him to investigate. So we need to be patient with each other. Allow people to investigate. Allow people to ask questions. Tell your story. Tell what you've discovered. Tell your walk with, about your walk with Christ. And give them room to question. Don't be threatened if they ask you questions. Some of us need a lot of time to get convinced. Some of us need a lot of time to get let go of other convictions and other beliefs and habits. Let's make sure Crossroads is a safe place for people to belong and ask questions. You see, Jesus didn't rebuke Thomas. He didn't say, so now you believe. No, he says, because you saw me, you believe. As a fact, 
and saying, well, after us, people will come that don't have that privilege to be able to, to see me in, in person. And when they believe, they'll be blessed. And, that's why, and John was very aware of that. And that's why he says, I have written what I've written. I wrote down what I've wrote down so you will believe. I could have written so much more, but I wrote down what I saw, what I witnessed. I, I wrote about Jesus' life and death so you will believe. And like Jesus said to Thomas, come close, investigate. John is telling us, read what I've written for you so you will believe. Come and investigate, come close. You know what? Jesus is still here today when we meet. If you would lock all the doors, he would show up when we meet. Through his spirit, not, not physically, but he still shows up and he's inviting us to come close and investigate. And I'm absolutely certain that when you start investigating, when you start reading your Bible, when you start asking questions, when you talk to anybody here, you will encounter Jesus. You will encounter the living God. So start investigating and keep investigating. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for a day when we can have the children with us. Thank you that you know we have questions and doubts. And thank you that you say, hey, come, look at me. With me, there are answers. Trust me, believe in me. Lord, help us to follow you, to look for you. And I pray, Lord, that you will show up as we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.